I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. According to McAllen Mayor Jim Darling, the city of McAllen is the first city in the state of Texas to host the consulates of Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Mayor Darling said that the city of McAllen began hosting the consulates of those South American countries because of the immigration crisis. Mayor Darling spoke during a recent virtual tour hosted by the RGV Partnership to focus on important aspects of the economy in McAllen. The president and CEO of the Rio Grande Valley Partnership, Sergio Contreras, opened the virtual tour. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sergio Contreras with the uh, Rio Grande Valley Partnership. Uh, on behalf of our board of directors, Mr. Billy Canales, our chairman, uh, who's joining us this morning, we're owner of Real Motors Company, Chevrolet out of uh, Rio Grande City. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, again, everyone, please continue to keep your phones muted as we begin this program with the uh, city of McAllen. What I'd like to do now is introduce Marie Garcia. Marie Garcia has worked with Sames Inc. for over, over 11 years. Uh, and, and two years ago, Marie has been promoted to her current position as public relations manager, where her focus is real estate industry, really, uh, both residential and commercial investment. She has a passion and love for the Rio Grande Valley and encourages re uh, regionalism and ensures that uh, economic development is a focus point of our communities. So, Marie, if you could take it away, please, and continue with the program. And thank you so much for continued support. Thank you, Sergio. Great, great morning, RGV. We would like to thank each of you for connecting with us this morning. Before we welcome uh, Rebecca Olgiver and her amazing team, we would like to give a special thank you to Monica, Sergio, and the RGV Partnership and the Board of Directors for their continued vision and support for our region. And for now, taking the lead for the RGV commercial tours. We would also like to thank Gabriel Garza from Property Tours RGV and Credit Management Concepts for spearheading the live residential and EDC commercial tours for the past two years, which has generated much success in our real estate industry. Going on to our sponsors, we would also like to uh, recognize our sponsors that are, are helping us with this virtual tour today, and that is the RGV Partnership, the City of McAllen, SAM Engineering and Surveying, Atlas Electrical, Air Conditioning, Refrigeration, and Planning Services, Credit Management Concepts, EV Merit Construction, and Noble Builders. And last but not least, we would like to thank Mr. Steve Taylor from The Guardian for always reporting on the issues that matter to our border residents, and now for covering the commercial tours in the RGV. Today, our host our today's tour is hosted by the city of McAllen. This is our third commercial and investment tour for 2020. Our first tour was hosted in October by Dalinda Guillen, EDC director from Rio Grande City. And our second tour was hosted in November by Mr. Ron Garza, city manager, and Blanca Davila, EDC director from both from the city of Edinburgh. We would like to thank them and their teams for showcasing the beautiful cities and contributing to the vision of our region. So as you can see, commercial and investment tours is a unique and amazing platform created to give everyone from the RGV an opportunity to connect and collaborate to create regional success, especially our friends with the RGV First. For those of you that have not heard of the RGV First, it is a working committee of architects, construction and engineers, and other industries which collaborate to drive investment opportunities within our community. The city of McAllen is a perfect example for supporting this community as they continue to hire local vendors. And for that, we are truly thankful 
to them for investing in our community first and always doing a great job. We would like to encourage any other city leaders that are on the webinar today to connect with the RGV partnership. If you would like to showcase your city as we are now working on a tour lineup for 2021. Now it is my honor to, to present to you Rebecca Olguibere, the Retail and Business Development Director with the City Manager's Office. Rebecca has worked for the City of McAllen for 13 years and her career um, with the City of McAllen started at the McAllen Convention Center. More recently, as a Retail Business Development Director, Rebecca is now the point of contact for all developers. Additionally, she works closely with both the McAllen EDC and the Chamber of Commerce. So now let's all raise up our hands and welcome Ms. Rebecca. Good morning, everyone, and thank you to the RGV Partnership for coordinating this event this morning. We are delighted to be with you all this morning. Um, joining me today is McAllen Mayor Jim Darling. Hello, good morning. City Manager Roy Rodriguez. Morning. Assistant City Manager Michelle Rivera. Good morning. So at this time, I'd like to invite Mayor Darling to start us off. Well, good morning. And first off, I want to start off with thanking the partnership for doing this. You know, I've always believed as a region, if we compete with the rest of the state, we can uh, really do great things. And so I, I hopefully this will... Uh, these, this presentation to give everybody an idea. The whole concept of working together the region is success for everybody. And uh, I think that's the way we will actually succeed in all our endeavors we want to do. But today's about McAllen. So we're not going to talk about McAllen. You know, one of the things we always uh, talked about was uh, attracting people to come in for business, investment, having fun or whatever. But the real intention behind all of this is to make sure our kids stay here in the Valley. We have a great uh, young population. And it's so sad to see them go to other universities and live someplace else and only come back home and visit. So our intention and our building blocks were really meant at making sure we provided the kind of things that our kids need and want to stay here in LA. I think we can tell two foundations that we've worked on. The first was education. You know, we partnered up with, that, with the University of UTRGV, with South Texas College and our local um, school districts to make sure the kids have the opportunity in education. That is, that's required for them to be successful in life. I think the second thing is economic opportunity to make sure that the jobs and economic entrepreneurship opportunities are here in our valley, here in our city, to make sure that they enjoy the kind of life they want to from an economic standpoint and the opportunities to succeed. And then I think the third thing is quality of life and working on the quality of life issues such as entertainment, restaurants, events, parks, outdoor activities, um, and literally everything you can enjoy in, in a quality of life atmosphere and hopefully in a ham family setting. So some of the uh, things we've done over the years resulted in, in accolades. I'm going to talk about some of the accolades we've gotten, which I think are important. A lot of cities value accolades and they're a comparison to other cities and state in the country. And done by an objective standpoint, because uh, we don't get to choose whether we win or lose. The, the first one we had is the number three in 2020 is uh, number third best place in, to live for quality of life in the United States, according to the U.S. News and World Report. We also were the ninth best place to live in Texas in 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. Now, you think the ninth is not that well, when you think there's 1,100 cities in the state of Texas, that's doing pretty good. We're also the 17th safest place to live in the United States. And lastly, the number one best city to start a home-based businesses. So all these kind of go work into what we were talking about is our overall strategy uh, for economic growth and making sure that our kids want to live and stay and raise their family 
in, in the city of McAllen. When we talk about quality of life, we emphasize on that as kind of a regional standpoint. We have Quinta Mazan, which is a certainly a, a, a great place and a growing place that uh, uh, emphasizes nature and the unique qualities of the valley in relation to, uh, to wildlife and uh, park things. We, uh, we have a kind of a sports tourism um, uh, projects and one was the baseball complex we built is a is, a, is one of the best in the state of Texas. It's great for our kids locally to, and they get to compete against other teams from all around the state and internationally and it's also good for sports um, tourism to bring people in. We have a great uh, softball complex that we did for the girls, probably one of the best girls softball complexes any place in the state of Texas with the same feeling for, for our young ladies. Uh, we also have um, this softball complex, it has the same thing. It's an it's our sports economic development, but it's also a quality of life for our existing citizens. So behind that strategy, we have um, uh, uh, our parks are some of the best in the state. We spend a lot of money maintaining them. We have a town lake where you can go paddling and canoeing and so hopefully uh, pretty soon we have restaurant facilities. We have kids marathons, uh, which are kind of unique. The first one in the state, we think of that. And the kids get to run a marathon um, every year. And then, of course, we have a large marathon. So quality of life, seeing people on the trails and all that makes people feel good about their community. And so hopefully that's what attracts that to them. Lastly, you know, some of the stuff we do is um, nationwide. And so our Christmas um, lit, um, parade has 250,000 uh, people who attend it. But more importantly, it's, na it's nationally covered and, and internationally covered. I can't emphasize our relationship with Mexico is important. NAFTA was a game changer. We think USMCA is going to be an even greater game changer. And our relationship with Mexico needs to continue to grow uh, for our prosperity of public our countries. That's kind of a nutshell of uh, what we like to do uh, from the state of quality life, uh, economic opportunity, and educational opportunity for our kids and anybody that comes to our valley. We've been in China last year uh, several times. COVID kind of uh, curtailed our visits. But we're um, still communicating with China companies. We think the USMCA is going to be a huge opportunity for us, probably even more so than NAFTA with the requirements of manufacturing in the United States. So we need to gear up with that, with our universities to get ready for that um, challenge uh, and opportunity to educate our kids to meet the growing needs in manufacturing. That's going to be, I think, very unique and first time ever um, for the Valley. Our international trade and relationship with Mexico continues. We're the first city in Texas that has the um, consulates from Guatemala, uh, Honduras, and El Salvador, along with the Mexican consulate. We did that because of the immigration crisis. We, we approached the immigration crisis, which was um, uh, actually kind of a, trying to make a bad publicity of the valley and turn it into a humanitarian effort to show that our people in the valley care about people and that uh, we're bigger than some of the internet, some of the disputes that related to the um, international uh, portrayed in the press. And so we're proud to have these um, consulates here. It helps us navigate through all the immigration um, issues facing the border. And we'll continue to do so to show leadership, hopefully for the rest of the country on how international relationships between Mexico and the United States um, should be managed. And so we're very proud of that relationship. And we think that helps from the standpoint of um, certainly economic development with the uh, manufacturing facilities in Mexico. With that, I'm going to transition to our city manager, Roy Rodriguez, to talk about some uh, local successes. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, I hope you can hear me clearly. I still have a difficult time speaking with this uh, thing on, but uh, we'll do our best. So what you see here is, uh, is a great story here in McAllen. 
uh, we have seen construction just continue to boom uh, the last uh, several years, starting with 15, 16, where we actually started seeing record numbers of construction dollars in our community. And so among other things, what it was telling us is the amount of confidence that developers have in McAllen and our economy. And so it's real easy to forget that back in 15, 16, our sales tax wasn't doing so great uh, regionally and certainly, certainly not in McAllen. It's easy to forget because of what we're dealing with right now. But what never changed was the increasing number of construction dollars that we're seeing, not only in permits, but in value. And I think it has a lot to do also with uh, the effort that we give to ensure that we provide an environment for developers and contractors to, to have ease of construction and development. So those are very, very impressive numbers. We actually took out the fiscal year 1920. You see that, that graph ends with 18 and 19. And the reason is that our numbers were correct as far as the number of uh, residential permits, which was a staggering 1,200. But where we're having a little difficulty is, as you all may know, uh, the legislature passed a bill last session that does not allow us to use construct construction value for permitting, which is fine. You know, we change that very, very simply, but we're having to adjust on how we calculate that construction value. And we prefer not to show it instead of having, you know, our best guess. But we do know that residential permits were at 1,200 for the year. One of the things that we know in McAllen is that quality of life has a lot of components to it. Uh, certainly, you know, parks and recreation is what comes to our mind and special activities like Maslon and our parade and so on. But you can't have quality of life without proper infrastructure, including traffic. And it's something that our mayor has been focused on now for a long, long time. And the city commission agreed on not one, but two different bond issues. What you see up on your screen right now is Bicentennial. This is probably one of the uh, proudest projects that we could have. Um, it, it, it was a difficult project to develop, uh, among other reasons, because it goes alongside and on an irrigation district right-of-way, which makes another governmental entity a part of the discussion and right-of-way issues and so on. But when it's finished, the irrigation district actually helps us because it's a very controlled access roadway, uh, which is much like Second Street. And it allows us to carry a lot of traffic, even with just four lanes, because you don't have intersections coming in from the east. So Bicentennial, for a long time, has been a project that, that we wanted to complete all the way to FM 107. And, and, uh, and we're about there. We're probably six months or so from, from completing this project. It took us a long time to plan and design it, but it's on its way. And for us, north-south corridors are tremendously important. Uh, McAllen is very, very long, narrow, long from our southern border to uh, the, the basically past Monte Cristo Road. And so we know that it's very important to continue to establish corridors like Bicentennial, like 29th Street, a Benson Road that's been expanded all the way to mile three, and we'll continue to do so. Our next focus is going to be east-west as far as transportation is concerned.
Our bridges obviously are a way of life for South Texas, and we're very proud to own two international bridges. Uh, we have a, a team of cities that, that have partnered for many, many years. That's uh, uh, Hidalgo Bridge and Anzaldúas Bridge. Anzaldúas is really the future for us uh, and really a, a big part of the future for the region. Uh, we've had Anzaldúas Bridge now for 10 years. Um, we've only been able to have vehicular traffic go through it. And in the last few years, we've had um, empty trucks going southbound into Mexico. Uh, we are currently designing the cargo facilities, which will be a, I'll use the, uh, something that the mayor uses all the time. It's just going to be a game changer. When we open up Andalus for cargo, it's going to really, really develop uh, our region and our state. In, in McAllen, we realize that the bridges is much more than another revenue. I mean, Anzaldúas Bridge impacts the state of Texas and the United States. A lot of folks outside of our region don't realize that parts coming from Mexico northbound are going to uh, as far as Michigan in order to put uh, cars together with parts made right here across the border. So Anzaldúas is definitely going to be a game changer. This month, we will have the plans for Anzaldúas cargo at 90% complete and will be submitted uh, to the DAP, through the DAP program, uh, our partners with CBP, GSA, and all the others uh, that will use the facilities have been part of that design from the beginning. We didn't want to guess what they needed. They have been around the table with us designing this port of entry, and we're very excited that we will be turning dirt on that in 2021. This photo here is the expansion that we just completed at Hidalgo Bridge. As some of you may know, the amount of people that cross that bridge, uh, pedestrians that walk across the bridge is really, really tremendous. Uh, Hidalgo Bridge and probably Progreso see more people going across uh, the bridge than any other in South Texas. And so we realized that we needed to accommodate the amount of pedestrians coming through here. Um, not only uh, the, the number of lanes for CBP to be able to handle, but really for the comfort of the people coming across. You know, it wasn't that long ago that uh, in the middle of the summer, we had folks lined up across the bridge, you know, in the heat. And that's just not the way we want to treat customers. So we put a lot of money, effort, and energy in expanding that Hidalgo Cross a port of entry for our pedestrians. You know, I can interrupt you a second. It made me think about the relationship with Mexico. You know, when we go to China and Korea and Japan, we're, we're very unique in that. We go with the state of Tamaulipas and the city of Reynosa, and uh, that impresses the people in those countries that we have international economic development. And in fact, um, the United Nations has recognized that, uh, that uniqueness of a country and a city, uh, both in Mexico, uh, federal people, state people, city people, with American city and international economic development. And the relationship with Mexico is also shown by some of these facilities to make it easier for um, commerce to come back and forth across the river. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that the mayor talks about very often, and, and, and if you don't know, the mayor is very, very involved in the expansion of these bridges. It's something that's very important to him. He knows what, what the impact is to our city and our region. But I wanted to give you a statistic that's really uh, mind-boggling. San Antonio, Texas is the second largest city in Texas. Uh, you know, it surpassed Dallas uh, uh, recently. 
And we wanted to give you a statistic that, that you might not think about a lot. So San Antonio's got a you know pretty good sized airport. It's a very, very large city. And obviously it is a tourism mecca for Texas. They have 10 million. 363 employments and deployments out of the San Antonio airport. Okay, 10,300,000. We have 21,700,000 people go across our bridges, just our two bridges. 21.7 million people go across our two international bridges. That's really staggering to think about uh, how much we have to accommodate uh, the people going back and forth uh, into the two countries. Another thing that we realize is that economic development can have a lot of faces to it. And one of the most important things that we know has to happen is that we have to have buy-in from our community and from people that want to develop in McAllen. And so how, how can you measure that? Well, among other ways is how much are they willing to partner with you as a municipality? How much confidence do they have that we can deliver a product together that's gonna have an impact on the region. So this is a really good example uh, of one of those. Real Bank, as you know, has just been completed. Uh, you're going westbound in McAllen. It's a, it's a beautiful building that we should all be very proud of here in the Valley. And when Real Bank was considering a new, a new headquarters, they really wanted an impactful, uh, monumental type of building. So they came to, to talk to us from the very beginning. And among other things, they said, would you like to partner with us? And they came to us. And so we said, well, sure. What, what kind of partnership are we looking at? And so I'm, I'm going to divulge a secret that you may not know about, but it's public record. You know, Real Bank only needed uh, four stories for their bank. And they wanted, you know, they wanted for this building to tower, I'm going to, I'm going to use that word, to tower over the uh, interstate when you came in. And so they wanted to add two floors that they didn't need. So we partnered with them. We gave them uh, tax incentives to build those two additional uh, floors um, uh, for rental, for leases, and things like that. And then we actually got into the conversation between the bank, the city, and the university that the mayor spoke of earlier and made this happen. So the two top floors of Real Bank is going to actually be part of the administration of UTRGV. And so we did that together. And that's a really, really cool project that we can, that we can be proud of. Tres Lagos is another example of uh, the three Ps, public-private partnerships. This is another project that a developer came to us. And we're really proud of saying that because, you know, Sure, we like to brag about how innovative we are and so on, but when people come to you and say, I want you to confidence of we go. Here comes a developer for Tres Lagos, which is our first tourism in the history of McAllen. You can imagine that tax increment reinvestment loan. And I'm happy that Michelle is joining us at, in this call and he's gonna she's gonna speak in, in a little bit. But she was the she was the the uh person spearheading this project for the city and I'm really proud of her you know she had just come on board I'm happy to say that the mayor hired me and I hired all of these people in this room so we make an awesome team and I was really proud of what Michelle was able to do with Tres Lagos so it, it, when this project is complete we're looking at 2,600 acres of development anyone that's been out there 
can see the incredible type of development that's happening. Not only a development. This is another example of a public-private partnership. Uh, on this one, I'll have to admit that I'm with DHR. And uh, as you know, DHR has grown tremendously through the years. It was exclusively, for the most part, in the city of Edinburgh, and they were growing east. And it was a, it was an actual fit for us to, to suggest to them that they not only go east, but that they go south, which, by the way, lands them in McAllen. And so uh, we started working with uh, DHR about years ago and uh, started pitching an area that we thought would be a tremendous site for their future. And, and they agreed. And so the city of McAllen went and purchased the land developed it and then we partnered with DHR to build things like what's on your screen, which is really, really awesome. You know, the research center from UTRGV in the DHR South Campus, again, you're talking about a partnership between DHR, the city of McAllen and our university, uh, which if you've been out there is tremendous. Uh, we've got um, housing going on there, doctor's offices and now research centers. Mayor, back to you. Yeah, one of our strategic partnerships, of course, was with um, South Texas College. And uh, we actually started, I guess, about 30 years ago. We were a sub-campus for T, uh, TSTC, and the city donated for uh, 40 acres in the first three buildings. And South Texas College then was created by legislative. We had to have 500 um, students. Actually, I was the first lawyer for them way back when. And uh, now it has 32,000 students. We think it's been on a game changer for the, uh, for the city of McAllen, but also our whole area, all the way from Rio Grande City to Westaco with their campuses and the opportunities that they, uh, they, they have. We have uh, several school districts in the city. We have Edinburgh schools, Sherryland schools, and of course McAllen's our primary school district. And we partner with them for a lot of projects from improving their stadium to you know, paving parking lots and doing all kinds of events with them and have a great relationship with a school district that we had over the years. And I think uh, that shows. And uh, uh, Roy just talked about our UTRGV connections. Well, we have Texas A&M connection, which is really important. We at Trace Lagos, we uh, donated 100 acres of land for Texas A&M, included them in the tours for their first building. It's uh, engineering and STEM related. And the most important thing is you get the Aggie ring. And when you graduate there, just like you went to College Station. And for all you Aggies out there, that's a big darn deal. And so there we go. And so we're really proud of that, but it takes a lot of teamwork uh, to be involved in that. You know, and uh, sometimes you have to thank God we have the economic ability to do that. I don't think Roy pointed out if we're going to do, we are uh, historically have been, used to be the largest sales tax collector per capita state of Texas. We're still within the top 10, I think, now, even though we're only a 25, 25th largest city. So we we're able to use some of those monies to put them back into the community. And invest it in with education and industrial uh, 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 partners to make sure we uh, provide not only for our kids but also even people coming down to um, to go to these great universities in South Texas College. I, I might point out that uh, one of the things that we're proud of too is our trade zone, which I showed down here. We have over 10 million square feet of logistics in the McAllen trade zone area. Uh, Class A industrial parks, which are primarily uh, some manufacturing, but primarily logistics. And we're on the cusp of expanding those for, uh, to meet the, what we think is going to be the new manufacturing uh, 
facilities with under USMCA. So very unique um, um, from that campus. A lot of people in McAllen don't know it's in the suburb of our city, but it's uh, one of the larger logistical areas in the state of Texas. Well, Sarah. I'm gonna hand it over uh, to Rebecca to talk about uh, her role here at the city manager's office. Hi everybody, Rebecca here with the Office of Retail and Business Development. Uh, my role is to drive consumer traffic to McAllen and facilitate retail growth. We have a unique coordinated approach to development together with the McAllen EDC and Chamber of Commerce. We strive to sustain McAllen as an economic powerhouse and a robust, with a robust and diverse economy. We use a scientific method towards retail recruitment versus a wish list approach. We analyze data to verify whether or not a retailer would be successful in our market so that when we have the conversation with them, we can prove our market can sustain them. Key to our success is consistent outreach and PR targeting developers and consumers and always keeping McAllen top of mind. Additionally, we maintain a high profile in Mexico. I keep close contact with my network in Mexico City, especially with the state of Texas Office of Economic Development who routes investors my way. To ensure developers are successful, it is vital to make sure they are connected to the right people. And at the city of McAllen, that means Michelle Rivera and her team of experts at the McAllen Development Center. And with that, thank you, Rebecca. Um, I think the mayor and Roy have both alluded to the fact that development is an important sector of McAllen's economy. Uh, and that is because we are unique in the fact that property tax is, it is not our biggest source of income. Our property tax funds our public safety primarily, but sales tax funds most everything else, including that important quality of life. So it's extremely important that we foster an environment that's conducive to development. So when Rebecca gets a contact and sends them our way, we have to make sure that we're ready to, to help them move their projects smoothly and quickly through development channels. We developed this building which uh, many of you may know is the old MPO building in the old tax office. Uh, and we gave it a facelift. It looks beautiful on the inside. If you haven't been, I invite you to stop by and join us. We have housed all of the development type uh, services that, that touch a development within the same building. And that includes utilities, engineering, planning department, the building inspections department, health department, and even fire. And that's really a big deal if you know many cities do have a one-stop shop but they don't all include fire department and we really have a great team of, of individuals there that work together within the same building and so uh, we're able to have a physical proximity of all of these departments that help get all of the answers to all of the questions in, in real time and in one stop truly this is a, a development friendly layout. Our first floor houses engineering, planning, health department, and building inspections. And we also have added fire to the, to the front ring there. And the second floor houses our, our public utilities office, which includes water and sewer. Uh, six years ago, we opened this development services center. It's located at 311 North 15th Street. We remodeled it with the public in mind, being highly visible with all of the directors being out front with glass so that you can see them, you have easy access to them. And we have meeting rooms all over this building. Each department, each of the four departments on the bottom and the, the one on the top have their own conference room. And there are also multiple conference rooms that are available to the public, small and large uh, combined. This is uh, our executive conference room, which has 
and all of our conference rooms at the development center have video conferencing, high speed and wireless internet, TV screens, so we can, which was really important when we started moving to a Zoom environment. We have spacious tables. And as I mentioned, the public is able to have meetings in there. So if you have a developer and a realtor or a developer and a client that need to meet, we have rooms that they can reserve and use with all of these, uh, all of these features. We've also worked very hard on a development website that we keep uh, up to date that is tailored to all, all kinds of projects, to someone who is a new one-time developer or to seasoned developers who may be coming here from another jurisdiction and they, they're able to get familiar with our zoning, our city limits, all the ordinances that pertain to development. They get our contact information. They can see where the utilities are located through maps that we have. They can see our thoroughfare plan maps so they know what their right-of-way requirements will be. All of our permit requirements are on there and our checklists. And they can also register for online permitting. Another thing that we've done in the city that's a little unique is we've developed uh, an ordinance review committee, which consists of two commissioners, the mayor and the development directors and legal. We meet once a month to look at our development ordinances and see if there are ways that we can uh, make them easier and more efficient for development. So McAllen is the first city in the region that had online subdivision tracking, and we also can issue building permits within four days uh, for residential. If you, if you bring anything in that's, that's required of, of the checklist that's listed on that website, you'll get a permit within four days. Commercial building permits are within 15 days, which is uh, generally it's faster, but we don't, we like to over, over uh, provide and, and uh, not raise expectations. Uh, we like to exceed expectations. Um, McAllen's also the only uh, city in the area with interactive online permits. So you can have, if you're registered through us and you uh, are doing building, you can see within minutes of our inspector visiting your site if, you're, if your uh, inspection has passed. You don't have to wait to go see the tag at the, at the job site. McAllen is also the first city in the Rio Grande to have an extensive online GIS database. And I referenced those maps, including utilities, zoning, uh, drainage, everything is online for the public to access. We uh, recently, in September of 2019, we hired a development coordinator. We had a set of case managers uh, that would help uh, shepherd through the process. Now we have one point of contact, Juan Martinez, with our development center. And his job, and he reports directly to me, his job is to cut across all departments. And he has a good understanding of all of the requirements and knows when he needs to escalate something uh, that might be a little unusual in the development process so that we can keep things rolling. And during the COVID pandemic, McAllen was the first to launch virtual building inspections. So now uh, if you have a smartphone, you can get uh, certain types of building inspections done through your phone without having to wait for um, a inspector to come to your site. And that's really gonna become critical and more in the future because as, as Lori mentioned, we are a very long and narrow city. So if you have an inspector that goes from the Southern uh, Industrial Park that the mayor referred to all the way to Tres Lagos on the North side, it can take you 30 to 40 minutes to, to get from one end to the other. So uh, we look forward to continuing to grow those accomplishments and to become be the best conduit for business that we can be. With that, I'll turn it back over to the mayor for some closing well, thank you, Michelle and, and uh, Rebecca and Roy. You know, uh, we're very proud of our city. We're proud of the Rio Grande Valley, too. You know, I, and we talk about laurels and first and second and all that, but we don't rest on those. We always want to make ourselves better, like all the cities. I think, you know, some of the competition is great, 
but when we get together as a region, we're a powerhouse and we're very proud to be part of the Rio Grande Valley and hope uh, that you're proud of uh, your neighbor city of McAllen. We appreciate you watching and hopefully that you learned something. And if you want to know more, just give us a call. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you, Mayor. You know, uh, I'm going to close with this. Uh, you know, what's on your screen right now is our convention center, obviously, that, that everybody's very familiar with. But with, what's happening there was our preparation for our uh, holiday parade that we just had last weekend. That has become, as the mayor said, you know, one of the most successful events in South Texas and the largest one day event anywhere. And so we wanted to make sure that even though we're, we're dealing with, with the pandemic, that we had something to offer to the Rio Grande Valley and especially the children that we know love to watch uh, the parade go down Bicentennial. And so we were able to adapt very, very quickly and, and provide you, the Rio Grande Valley, the virtual parade that you, were, you would be able to see on TV. That's really cool. I mean, I hate to admit it, but most of my staff was working their rears off that night. I was at home watching it. And uh, I, I couldn't believe that I was watching the McAllen Parade live on television. And so I think that that's what, one of the things that we're so proud of, that we can adapt so quickly uh, to changing times that we're all experiencing. And I want you to know that on Christmas Day, the parade will be broadcast in 81 uh, uh, cities across the United States, uh, Christmas Day on that evening. So I hope you uh, tune in to TV Azteca and uh, we wish you the very best for the rest of 2021, uh, 2020. And uh, we are looking forward to 21. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you much, Rebecca, for your for your leadership. Mayor Roy, thank you. All of y'all that were part of the presentation. A um, couple of, of things to point out is is your investment in our communities and trade all, all across the board to benefit our entire region. And and McAllen has always been an anchor and, and have has been in the lead in driving that investment, whether through the foreign trade zone, dating back decades, uh, driving investment at the airport as well. Uh, Rebecca, how 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 easy is it for small business owners to invest in your community? Uh, what's your process for, for that? We try to make it as um, easy and streamlined as possible. Um, you know, we, we make sure that we have engagement with our community and that we're, we have a constant conversation with entrepreneurs and business owners that are looking at starting up here in McAllen. Um, you know, sometimes we have someone that has a concept and so that type of person is someone that will will have a meeting with the Chamber of Commerce and, and see if the concept is something that we can sustain here in McAllen. Um, otherwise, it's it's really easy to contact our office and get to um, set up with the right people over at the development center so that we make sure that they've got all their permits in the right space um, for their for their business. So we try to be as streamlined as possible. Um, as you probably know, McAllen is a very uh, pro-business and very aggressive in, in the business community. So we make it as easy and streamlined as possible. Yeah, we know that small business is the backbone of our community. And so we try to support them as much as um, possible. And we're very proud by way of our restaurants, our local restaurants. Um, we think that when some people come down, they talk about that uh, and they, an opportunity to go um, taste the local flair there is, um, is important to us. And so... Uh, we understand small businesses drive um, employment, and we're proud of our small business community here. 
Thank you. For, thank you for that. Uh, do we have other comments or questions that uh, y'all would like to present during this part of the presentation? Any from the audience? Well, Great. Well, thank we know it's it's difficult when you use a message like ventriloquist. You don't exactly know who's talking. And so hopefully that worked out okay. But because we're in the same room together, we uh, we want to make sure we uh, all wear masks to provide uh, uh, you know for our citizens to follow us and keep safe. And that's what we want you to do. Safe. Have a safe holiday. Thank you, Mayor. You all continue to do an exceptional job at not only driving investment, but like you all said, improving quality of life. I know many of us who have done staycations uh, uh, and, and also taking advantage of the different celebrations that you have in your community have been great for, for ourselves and for our students, for our kids. So thank you for always thinking outside the box of through your leadership team to provide those opportunities for our families uh, as we continue to keep those dollars local and our talent local as well. Uh, we thank you for participating you and your families. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, from there, we'll pass on to uh, closing. Gabriel, if you could please uh, continue with uh, and close us and make us aware of what's next for next month or February. February. Thank you, Senator. This is I'm Gabriel for Credit Management Concepts and Commercial Tours RGV. First of all, I'd like to thank Sadie and the RGB Partnership and Monica for making this happen. Uh, and our great hostess, Marie, thank you very much. Um, you know, McAllen has so much to offer. Uh, the quality of life, as was mentioned before, uh, by the National Christmas Parades and uh, Quinta Mazatlan, uh, the new sports facilities for our youth. Uh, McAllen being number three best place to live in uh in 2020, number nine in Texas. Um, so many opportunities for retail development. Um, Rebecca has done an outstanding job for the city. Uh, she's continuing to, to further progress um, with their unique approaches, uh, construction booms, uh, expansion projects such as Bicentennial Extension, uh, Ansaldua Bridge, so many other things that were mentioned before. Uh, McAllen, thank you very much uh, for being here today. Uh, the next tour I believe we have coming up is in February, uh, and that would be the city of Harlingen. So stay tuned for that, and uh, please join us and spread the word. We'll have plenty of more uh, commercial tours coming up. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all for being with us. Be safe. We'll see you down in uh, McAllen. Continue to spend your dollars locally, investing with our local partners. Thank you. Bye-bye. According to their website, the Rio Grande Valley Partnership seeks to be the catalyst for prosperity in the Rio Grande Valley. The president and CEO of the Rio Grande Valley Partnership is Sergio Contreras. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.